Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts for you, but we are also joined by Tian Yu. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be chatting about the Formula One season and, of course, Max Verstappen's championship victory. And for you, I'd like to start with you. Of course, we now know that Max Verstappen is the world champion. How would you rate his performance this season? Would you say that he has improved since last season or, you you know, was it kind of an expected result and we are seeing, you know, a similar performance from him this season as opposed to last season? If you ask me to rate Max Verstappen's performance this season, I'd say he has been a champion in a championship car. Um, Red Bull was fast enough to relieve him of some of the major issues that other teams had to worry about, such as reliability, speed, and sometimes fuse between teammates. And since Verstappen's already won a driver's championship, it's clear that he is the center of the whole team. So everything at Red Bull does evolve around him. And in an earlier episode, you said his teammate Sergio Perez is the ultimate teammate, which I think is a very appropriate way of describing his role. Um, he may be less visible when Verstappen didn't need his help. Back to Verstappen himself, he exploited the situation and made sure that he didn't falter when some of his major rivals made mistakes. And um, it seems like Verstappen was never in trouble like the Ferrari and Mercedes drivers were. So when the top top class driver has a good car and a good team you can only expect a championship winning season from them um, although the way Verstappen put it they didn't expect to win the title in this fashion they totally deserved it and here's what he said after Japan it's been an incredible season for us I think as a, as a whole team right um, yeah we, we definitely didn't expect something like this but um, we had a competitive start but we did retire two times out of three which was not uh, the let's say the best start to um, you know to try and defend the title, but I think after that we had a great turnaround and yeah we just kept on pushing, kept on believing, kept on you know improving the car, uh, which was of course the most important area, um, and that's why you know we are here today. I think also as a team we made very few mistakes. Uh, you know you can't be perfect, but I think for most of the races we we have been close to perfect. I must also say a sluggish Mercedes and Ferrari's inconsistency also helped Verstappen secure the championship early. Otherwise, we would have seen some good fights among the six drivers, not only the aspiring championship winners, but also their team and teammates on how best on how to make the most out of the situation or how to minimize the loss when the conditions are not exactly in their favor. With regards to Max Verstappen and, you know, Sergio Perez, I think, you know, one of the key elements of Max Verstappen's uh, success has just been his consistency. Of course, we know Lewis Hamilton has had a horrendous season. You know, um, Charles Leclerc has been very inconsistent. Um, he's shown kind of patches where he could have potentially been a challenger. I agree with you for you. I think Sergio Perez was a fantastic teammate and definitely played a role in the success of not just Max Verstappen, but of course Red Bull as a team. Tian Yu, um, looking at a couple of full use points, would you agree with her assessment of uh, Max Verstappen's performance this season? You and she both mentioned about his consistency and I, I, I would say it's, it's just the point. This is another amazing season for Max Verstappen. It was a tough start for him at the beginning of the season. You know, he suffered 
two fuel system related retirements in the first three races and um, that made him you know 46 points behind championship leader you know Charles Leclerc but then he just responded by winning five of the next seven races allowing him to take the championship lead and then just he went on to dominate much of the season winning 12 of the 18 races so overall he um, drove with maturity and conviction i think he really deserves to win this champion and his performance is just brilliant and also i think he has definitely improved since the last season we all know what happened last year hamilton and verstappen were really neck and neck for a whole year and verstappen only won over hamilton by a narrow margin but this year is truly different he has been really dominant and just smashed everyone else and got the title with ease and actually, Verstappen said that he can see his improvement himself. I think you grow as a person every year. Uh, you learn a lot from every single year, what has happened in every single race, and uh, you try to, you know, try to improve as a driver. I don't think that necessarily you improve in terms of raw speed, but because of the experiences you've had in the past, you try to uh, put that into play and try to, so in some tricky situations, sometimes that can help you out because of the previous experiences you've had. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think one of Max Verstappen's um, helping hands this season, I would say, is, yeah, I mean, of course, he has performed exceptionally well, and I suppose he has improved since last season, but it seems like his title rivals just were nowhere near as consistent as they were last season, and he was just able to take advantage of that. If we look at next season, are you seeing any drivers that might be able to push him or even just the Red Bull car um, at all? Um, I believe next season the most competitive cars will still be Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes and the young drivers at these teams will be in contention for the overall title. On several occasions this season we've seen Verstappen, um, Charles Leclerc and George Russell in the top three and every time they go on the podium together I couldn't help telling my friend whom I always watch Formula One with together, um, that these three young drivers will shape Formula One in the next 10 to 15 years. And honestly, currently, I don't see any other driver who could challenge them in terms of the driver's championship. One or two of them may be able to steal a Grand Prix win from, um, from these drivers from the big teams. But in the long term, I think the title will still be fought among these three drivers. Russell is a bit different from Verstappen and Leclerc since he arrived at a big team later than both of them and he struggled with the car quite a bit this season just like Lewis Hamilton did and he's the only one among the three who doesn't have a race win so far but I believe it'll come. He will eventually win many races and maybe ultimately the championship. Yeah, I think there are one or two up-and-coming drivers that could potentially push uh, Max Verstappen and Red Bull next season. But wow, at this point in time, um, it's looking like a one-horse race. But yeah, I mean, look, improvements can be made next season. You know, young drivers are getting a bit more maturity and experience. And it'll be very interesting to see if anyone is able to challenge uh, the great and powerful Max Verstappen next season. Tianyu, from your perspective... Any drivers or um, constructors that might that might be able to challenge Max Verstappen and, and uh, Red Bull next season? I think it's just it's it's just uh, an, an era of those youngsters. You know, during the first races of the season, Ferrari seemed to be the team to beat, but you know the team just made too many mistakes again, even though they have a championship car. 
Charles Leclerc is a good lead driver who is just as good as Verstappen, but poor reliability and strategy and are just costing him a lot. You know, by comparison, Verstappen just doesn't make mistakes. He played with consistency the, during the whole season, and he also shows a self confidence not shared by many. I think um, um, Leclerc will keep trading wings with Verstappen in twenty twenty three. And、uh, Leclerc still has one of the fastest qualifying cars, but with the with the lack of Ferrari reliability, I think he won't be able to battle him in the championship. You know, as for I also want to talk about Verstappen's teammate Sergio Perez. For some time, it looked as if Perez might emerge as Verstappen's biggest threat, even though Red Bull insisted there was no use of team motors. The team. But the team is still giving extra backing towards Verstappen, so I think、um, that he won't pose too many challenges for for Verstappen. Yeah, look, I think there's no doubt at Red Bull who the kingpin is, but I think Sergio Perez can, you know, make a bit of a push there. I think, you know, when it comes to Max Verstappen and Red Bull, it's kind of like, you know, don't fix what isn't broken. Um, so they'll probably, you know, be looking at maybe one or two tweaks that they can make for next season. Whereas his rivals, I think a lot needs to be looked at in terms of tactics and just consistency. And for you, we've talked about, you know, a couple of、um, young and up-and-coming drivers, but you know, we haven't really spoken about Lewis Hamilton, which is pretty remarkable considering the season that he had last season. You know, this year his name has barely been mentioned. You know, he's been. Driver of the race once, one or two times, but in terms of challenging for podiums and, you know, race victories and even for the drivers' championship, it's just he hasn't been anywhere this season, which is pretty incredible considering the level of success he and Mercedes have had in the last couple of years and almost decade. Do you think that Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes could mount a challenge for Red Bull and Max Verstappen next season? And will we ever see Lewis Hamilton、um, extend his championship-winning run and, you know, potentially claim a record-breaking eighth championship victory? Yeah, this is、uh, Lewis Hamilton's worst performing season in Formula One. And in terms of whether he'll be able to win a record eighth championship. I think it's not completely out of the question, but it'll be very hard because of the challenges from the young drivers I earlier mentioned. And Mercedes does not have the fastest car this season. I actually expected them to improve in the second half of the season and surpass Ferrari in the constructor standings, but it didn't happen. If it's because they've given up on this campaign and has already started working on next year's car. I think will be in for some exciting races next season. But if they tried to improve the car and didn't quite make it, then clearly they still need some more time to build a championship-winning car again. I、um, certainly hope this won't be the beginning of a Mercedes decline because it'll be very boring if there's only Red Bull and Ferrari in the next couple of years. And Now back to Hamilton. He's not young anymore, and we've seen age getting the best of him several times this season. For example, in Azerbaijan, he had back pain and struggled to get out of the car after the race. And in France, he lied on the floor in the waiting room before going on the podium. But 
That's partly because his drinking system didn't work, which left him dehydrated. But when you compare Hamilton with his younger teammate George Russell, it's obvious、uh, who should the team focus on. Of course, Hamilton deserves all the respect for winning seven titles, but in reality, I think the team will have to be practical and choose their number one driver wisely. Tianyu, do you agree with Fuyu's assessment? Do you think that that is the approach that Mercedes should make if they're going to challenge, you know, Max Verstappen and Red Bull next season? Do you think all of the focus should be on George Russell as opposed to Lewis Hamilton? And you know, of course, Lewis, you know, we we agree there, Fuyu, that、uh, Lewis Hamilton deserves plenty of respect. But、mm. you know, a couple of factors are kind of affecting his performances. But do you think that Mercedes? Should be looking to the future. Yes, I agree with her. Let's just take a look at the the season he had. Hamilton started the season with a bouncing and uncompetitive car, with the you know the new so-called zero side side pod car design, and the new car just didn't live up to the hype it carried when it was first introduced to the grid during the、um, Bahrain preseason test. And this year he paired with、um, George Russell. Russell is young and talented. And his performance this year has been stable and good as a second driver. So I think he will definitely pose a big challenge to Hamilton's journey to another champion. And of course, the biggest challenge comes comes from Max Verstappen, who is also very young and has and has unlimited potential. Also, just like Fuyu said, you know Hamilton is already 37 years old. It's hard to say that, but he might just be in the last two years of his career. The 2023 season could be his last season in F1. We could see Mercedes is carrying out their、um, progression plan as George Russell takes over from Hamilton and becomes their and will become their lead driver. And despite all that,、um, Hamilton is still in good form. And I think with all the resources Mercedes-Benz has in terms of money and personnel, he can still win races. But as far as I'm concerned, the chances of winning another champion for him are quite slim. Yeah, I think you know when we look at next season, I think the developments around Mercedes will be one of the most interesting aspects to keep an eye on because you know, of course, they've got the up-and-coming driver that is making a push, and then they've still got Lewis Hamilton that is potentially got two more seasons and can still win races. So it'll be interesting to see where they put the majority of their focus and who they think can push Max Verstappen and Red Bull. But looking at last season, for you, of course, in the news in the last week or so, there has been plenty of controversy because the FIA found Red Bull, of course, the winners of the constructors' championship and drivers' championship in 2021, were found guilty of exceeding the budget cap last season, and no decisions have been made yet in terms of what their overall punishment will be. I think it might take some time to. For them to come to a conclusion, but just from your perspective, what do you think a fair punishment would be for Red Bull's、um, exceeding the budget cap last season? Should be the FIA found that Red Bull only exceeded the budget cap by less than five percent. I don't think it will become that dramatic where Max Verstappen will be stripped of his title. Of course, five percent is a big sum of money, but Very negligible for a team like Red Bull, so I don't think any major punishment is necessary, and there's really no reason to make a great deal out of it. And I think a fine is acceptable. Some of the news emerging out of Formula One, of course, you know, relating to Chinese fans in particular, is that China, China's first Formula One driver, Zhou Guanyu. Has agreed to a contract extension.、Um, for you, can you tell me a little bit more about this news and、um, what's been happening there? 
Yeah, Alfa Romeo announced that they offered a contract extension and that Chinese driver Zhou Guanyu will be staying with the team for at least another year. About Zhou Guanyu's rookie season, I'd really have to say he had a spectacular performance. A, a few races into Zhou Guanyu's first season, I already knew it'd only be a matter of time when he will receive a new contract. And I'd like to say Zhou is the best rookie Formula One driver I've seen in years. He um, represents my country, of course, so I'm completely biased on this. But no one can deny the fact that he won the point in his debut race in Bahrain and went on to improve his race finish in Canada uh, and then won the point again in Monza. And perhaps even more noticeable than his races it is his performance in Japan. It was a very chaotic and wet race. Um, although Joe didn't finish within the top 10, he clocked the fastest lap in his Alfa Romeo, which is very remarkable since we all know that Alfa Romeos are not exactly the fastest car on the track. And I mean, how many rookie drivers can do that in their first season? Some of them may not even be able to achieve that for years. And in the second half of the season, we also see that Zhou Guanyu was already performing better and finishing with better positions than his more experienced teammate Valtteri Bottas. So given the driver's potential and the potential of the Chinese market behind him, he totally deserved a new contract. And the driver also seems to think he deserves a seat next season. So for more on Zhou Guanyu's rookie season and his expectations for next year, the driver spoke exclusively with our colleague Wang Dong. First of all, allow me to give you my congratulations on the new deal that will keep you on the team for the new season, namely 2023. Yeah, thanks very much. I mean, it's been a huge honor, firstly, to be continually in the next season with our Premier F1 team, Orland. They were the team that made my dream come true. And then to be making my country proud, everyone proud, and then deserve the, you know, renew of the contract. It's just another... As a target that has achieved, so happy with it. What might be the different feeling you have between signing or renewing, as you mentioned, this new one versus the one you signed at the very beginning? Yeah, it's a huge, actually, emotional difference because uh, when I signed the first contract, it means that uh, I have achieved my dream. So this year, when I renew the contract, it's sort of like uh, a bit more like calm, but still very happy. I really feel like, you know, we're improving and uh, we deserve the renewed contract. So I feel like uh, it's just a matter of time rather than a huge surprise like last year. Well, obviously, uh, you know, the team was very impressed with you or has been so far. Are you really happy with the these remarks, these are high remarks, by the way, from the team. Yeah, no, of course, you know, it's great to have that, uh, you know, coming from the team. I was mm -hmm. coming for as a rookie, doesn't know too much about it. So to be, keep walking my way up and keep improving and let the team to see that uh, very clear progression. It's uh, really a big mission that I was able to complete. So there's a lot of pressure coming to this season. I remember last time we did an interview, you know, how nervous I I feel like coming to the entire season, so very happy now, very much enjoy, you know, the environment around me. What have you learned so far in this maiden season? Ah, uh, you know, there's uh, so many things that uh, I learned throughout the year, because uh, firstly, it's the way I think the most important is how each F1 driver, how professional you have to stay and how you have to guide your team to, you know, come up or grow up, because for 
every driver is going first into F1. There's a very difficulty you have to face and also new stuff you have to be getting used to. It's more like when you have hard times, the way how you bounce back together. On the other hand, is how much I have to learn from my teammate and just to close in the gap, try to catch up with him, try to learn from his data, his telemetry. So yeah, there's a lot of things to take. Definitely one of the, the most information year I've ever had in my whole career. Many pundits might say that second year could be really even tougher because after the, a rookie, any rookie passes the first year, the real test is right ahead of you, really. Many people will expect more out of uh, Zhou Guanyu. How do you make of it? I mean, it's uh, kind of true. I'm not too worried about it yet because maybe last year I was quite worried about how this season will play off. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, looking at how I was able just to build up my reference step by step, and I really felt the rhythm of experiencing Formula One is a huge uh, thing because, uh, you know, when you get used to everything, you can really be more relieved, more relaxed coming to the race weekend, and then you can explore like more your potential going over and also to learn the tracks. Next year, it's going to be tough. I have to really, you know, make another big step up, but I'm sure I, oh, I'm willing to do so. Shanghai is on the calendar for 2023. What would you expect this kind of situation to be? in Shanghai as the first China's F1 driver. I think it's uh, going to be crazy. And uh, it's like the moment I feel like while I was in signed the contract in F1 became the first Chinese driver, then I was like, okay, I really want to have a home race because it's insane looking back to like Silverstone or Zandvoort, you know, Max right. Lewis, the, the home crowd and how much that means to, to us as a driver, you know, because for my side, I've obviously never been racing home since the karting days. I mean, it's my home, it's where I grew up, it's where I started everything. I was watching on the grandstand back in the days, so I was like, okay, I want to be like them one day, and now I'm one of them. So that's a, that's a pretty insane road to it. Uh, what might be the teams, shall we say, target for you, and what might be the target yourself that you have set up for the next season? Overall, for sure, we want to be a, a step ahead, you know, even in Drivers' Championship or in Teams' Championship. Next year, when we have the same lineup, it's a... It's advantage, you know, compared to some of the team when they change it around the driver market. So, yeah, from my side to be keep working with the same crew, definitely put me a huge step up compared to where we were beginning of this year. So, yeah, everything will be a step higher, like I said. But, uh, yeah, still I'm focused just to get this season finished on high. Uh, we are really proud of you and you have our best wishes in the remaining season and in the up season of 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Take care. Take care. Yes, and thank you very much to Wang Dong for speaking to Formula One driver Zhou Guan Yu. And yes, for you, I have to agree with you there that Zhou Guan Yu had a phenomenal um, debut season in Formula One and he showed great consistency and a level head. And, you know, we also forget to mention that he recovered from a, a horrific accident um, that was really, you know, could have been very traumatizing, especially yeah. for someone that was in their debut Formula One season. So the fact that he was able to bounce back from that and still have a really consistent good season is just testament to the man himself. Chen Yu, what do you think okay. about Joe Kwan Yu's uh, debut season in Formula One? Yeah, I, I think he's he, he had a great season. And I, I think his contract extension with Alfa Romeo is not surprising. You know, uh, he qualified 15th on his debut at the Boring Grand Prix, but he just recovered from a poor start in the race to finish 10th and score a point. And 
uh, overall in this in this season, he has been troubled by mechanical problems, such as in the uh, Miami, Spanish, and French Grand Prixes, and um, now he has scored six points, and I think this is already a good result for a newcomer. And uh, on the side of Alfa Romeo, they already have uh, Bottas. He can bring in the points and develop the car. And Joe has driven good results in F2 and can also produce decent performances in, in F1. And plus, the fact that Joe is the first Chinese driver in F1 also helps Alfa attract sponsors from China and the attention from Asia. And I think Joe will perform better in that in the next season. You know he's young and, and he has the potential for improvement. He's he's also got pressure from his teammate Bottas and also other young drivers on the radar of Alfa Romeo. No surprise that Joe Gonyu was given that contract extension because you know, like we said, he had a really successful and consistent uh, debut season and he's showing a lot of promise. So it's just fantastic for Chinese. Uh, Formula One fans to see someone from their home nation, you know, performing on the global stage and also, you know, performing well. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic. We look forward to seeing you then. 